Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. Well, the devil's crazy. Amen. This morning, I take, I take a lot of vitamins. Abby's seen them, a whole little thing. I don't take any other medication, but I take a lot of vitamins. And this morning, I took them, and they did not go down well. And so I was a little tardy getting out the door just because I was like, steady. That wasn't right. And uh, so I was, I was not pleased. I got here and, and uh, settling in, and during, I often drink uh, boiled water or hot water. And she says, this is really hot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was reading my Bible and praying a little bit. And I picked it up and promptly burnt my tongue. And <laughs> it was so hot. I actually had a, a napkin there. It was like, ah. And I thought, you know, <laughs> now you can say, well, the devil's at work. <laughs> yeah. And here I am. And, and almost all the tingling is gone. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All the way. Amen. I was thinking, I just received that, Shalane. <laughs> instant and it's and it's really it's it was not good but it is okay now amen. amen praise the lord and so i want to talk to you this morning a little bit about the devil but not a lot because no. i don't like to give him a lot of attention no. but i do want to talk about the lord and how to divide that mess up because i think it's time we got him back in his little square amen, amen. I think the devil's words, a lot of people go, oh, the devil said he's going to do this and he's going to do that. That's just our open door to see what he's going to do and take them out. (laughs) And some people go, oh, I'm so afraid he said he was going to do this. (laughs) Like, hello, he said he was going to do that, so deal with it. Don't wait for it. Deal with it. Amen? Amen. Now, if you'll turn with me to 2 Timothy, why? Why should, we, why should we get this stuff off of us? I, I shared this word in one of my words of the week, of, I think about a month ago. And I talked, to, and if you haven't received that email, talk to Abby. She'll straighten that out as well. In my backyard, our backyard, we have a raised garden. And I was growing kohlrabi. And I'd like to see how it was coming along. And we also had some lights that, that were up there and hanging up. And, and I walked out in the morning, and, and the little birdies and everything else, and we have a bird feeder. And, and I walked out there to go and see the garden. And didn't and I usually, like, you know, put up my arm before I go out at this time of year because it's full of spider webs and stuff like that. And I didn't. And so I walked out there, you know, it's early morning. I got my coffee, and, and I was, like, instantly covered in many webs. I'm like, they're sticky, they're nasty. I changed my clothes because it was stuck. (sighs) And then, you know, this is what happens. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And then you're like, oh, 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 oh. And it's sticky and it's like, oh, there's some of my glasses. You know, oh, it was was nasty. And, and, And you're like, oh. And, and, and it's terrible. And, and I don't like it. And I don't think any of us are really a fan of webs. However, there are webs in this world that, that try to stick on us. And we're going to deal with some of those. Let's turn. Have you found it? Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong 
in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And so we hear things. I've been taught. And so I help and I teach others. And I hope that you reach out and you teach others and the message continues. There are things that were laid in my foundation by my grandmother. Actually, one of them was said this morning uh, by Pastor Ann. She said, many hands make like work. She always said that when we were doing dishes. <laughs> was the hint. She also quoted Proverbs a lot while she did dishes, and we were to quote them back. And so we learned a lot of Proverbs standing beside her washing dishes and putting them away. I don't know why, uh, but always on a Sunday, they always got out all the best dishes. And, I, and I'm not against pretty things, but all of those dishes, even if you had a dishwasher, had to be hand-washed. Had gold on them and this and that, and then there was silver that needed polishing. I was sure it was just to keep us busy and out of trouble. <laughs> right? I, I, perhaps that was the only purpose, get the children doing something so they're not out there doing something weird. But anyway, it did keep us quite busy. And so there were many things she taught me. She taught me about loving others and being kind and, and how to deal with anger, especially when I was a teenager. I, being a passionate person, it often manifested as anger. <laughs> and uh, I was, you know, that passion or injustice. And I'd stand up for my friends. I, Did you know what happened? This is going on. And, and I, it was uncontrolled passion, which manifested as anger. <laughs> and I'd be flying around and... And uh, she'd be always helping me straighten that out. I learned a lot of things. And so I teach others. And I hope that, that gets passed on. That's, that's part of why we deal with webs and spider webs and stuff. Because we want to learn how to avoid them in the future. I have a stick now beside my door that I wield. <laughs> so I don't have to even touch them with my arm. <laughs> it was an old broom handle. And yep, there it goes. And it clears the path. Amen. Clear your path. Amen. <laughs> So here we are, and it says, Thou therefore, in verse 3, endure hardness, not just webs. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, I don't think uh, crying was a good solution to the webs. <laughs> or screaming or freaking out. It certainly didn't deal with them. I had to wash them. And, and it says, No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. There's a place we need to come to where we get out of the webs of this world where we begin to identify them, see them, and know, wait a minute, I don't, I'm not going to be distracted by that nonsense anymore. There are things in the world, and while those things have our attention, we are not paying attention to the things of God. We're not paying attention to his purpose. We're not having his purpose be forefront. And so we think that, and then we say that, and I say that, and they go, oh, that's it. We're all called to the ministry. Well, you are, but not necessarily in the pulpit. Everything we do is ministry, really, as believers. We're ministering to others. We're helping others. We're loving others. We're praying for them. And some of that's in our businesses, as Pastor Neil has been a, 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 a person of influence there. And so we see there are places God uses us in all those areas. But there's, there's these things that happen, and they try to drag us and try to drag us through the mud or webs, so to speak, and, and they try to get us all messed up. The same thing happens in Mark chapter 4, where God is talking to them, and Jesus is, is there, and he's teaching them about the sower and the, and, the, and the seed, and he's teaching that. And in Mark chapter 4 and verse 18, it says, These are they which are sown among thorns, 
such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things in come in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Now, because I, I have done gardening, I will talk about something we always call chokeweed. Now, chokeweed comes in, and it, it surrounds a plant. And it'll, it'll literally kill it, but if you looked at the weed itself, it's very weak. You can just pull those things up, and, and, and another name for chokeweed is, you know what? Bindweed. I know. Every now and then, the Lord, the Lord uses this. Jesus talked a lot about seeds and gardening. There are so many things that reveal and then go into the actual. And we can learn things from these things right in front of us. And sure enough, I had this beautiful rose garden in our last house. And it was a, oh, I had, you know, I wanted to grow ones that I could cut and bring in the house. So I had all kinds of different roses. And this one was really special. And I had saved some money and bought a special rose bush and fed it all the correct things. And there it was growing, and it was getting ready, and I could see it was going to have the long stems. I'd be able to trim them and bring. I was, you know, I, was, I had my expectations on what I was going to receive. <laughs> and, and I saw it growing. I'm like, this is cool, and it's doing well. And what I didn't notice, because I was paying attention to the flower and not the ground, I was paying attention in some ways to the wrong thing because you still have to nurture, you still have to feed. And sometimes we get so focused on the end game, we forget that the, the most important thing about any of the end game is the foundation. And I neglected the ground and there was a chokeweed that came in, it was small, and it surrounded that, that rose bush that had bark on it and looked very stable. It surrounded it and went right around it, right around the root and killed that rose bush. And I never got one bud off it. Mm. No man that wars entangles himself in the affairs of this life. There is so much going on in this world that's gonna try and drag you, take your attention, and get you off of souls that need to be saved. And it's coming in in droves. It comes in through social media. It comes in through the TV. I tell you that one of the best things that happened to me uh, in the last couple of years, I heard this come out of my mouth. It's good when you can hear your own things. Sometimes kind of like, but nonetheless. I heard myself say, yep, I'm a news junkie. I, somebody else was saying, it. yeah, me too. I go, I'm a, such a news junkie. And I heard it come out of my mouth. I thought, oh. And so... Yeah, I don't, I don't watch, listen to it. I watch it every now and then, but my life is so much better. I don't have to sort through the affairs of this life. I don't have to get upset. I was literally getting upset. Seriously. Had to cast down imaginations more than I wanted to. I was spending so much time clearing myself of the affairs of this life that I couldn't hear the rest. Yes, it did clear. Yes, I got it off my back. Yes, just like I changed my clothes from those webs, I got them off me. But what could I have done instead? I could have spent a whole lot of time doing something else. I could have spent a whole lot of time learning what I wanted to learn, studying what I wanted to study that's fun. There are fun things out there. I could have been living. I could have found out that, my goodness, the thing I was feeding the kohlrabi was the wrong thing because I could have studied and read about it instead of just planting it and hoping it did well. I did feed it, but I fed it the wrong food, and so I got a lot of very beautiful leaves and not much fruit. 
And so there are some things that distract us from the purpose. There's things that try to take our attention just like that, and they seem very important. I tell you, as pastor, there's things that that I have to do, and, and I'm grateful for this time in my life where I don't have to do what I always had to do before. Uh, when the church started, and we had a very small staff of one, and <laughs> I, I actually wrote the first website, in, and I learned that crazy language that they were written in way back then, and uh, learned all that stuff, and built the website, did the books, and then we had someone come and volunteer and help with the books. We've had a few of you here who've helped uh, volunteer doing books, and now we have someone who's still volunteering doing the books. Um, and, uh, uh, but, but we're growing, and things are better, and I don't have to do those things anymore. I'm very grateful that I'm not the bookkeeper. You know why I'm also grateful? I don't get tangled in what you give. I don't look at the names. I don't care. I pray over them all. They give me a sheet every week. It doesn't have your names on it, and it says what comes in. I put my hands in it, and I pray for them. Pray for all the seed that came in. Pray that, that God's word will be done in your life. Put my hands in that paper. That's what I do. Amen? It doesn't matter to me. That's between you and God. Be obedient. Have fun. Amen? So I don't have to get entangled in that. I don't have to be distracted. I wonder if they're tithing. So if I ever tell you, you know, you're not tithing and God will help you, then I did not know except from him. Amen? <laughs> I don't know that I've done that. So aren't you? Everybody's like, praise Jesus. The devil always exposes his cards. And sometimes we don't identify them. But most of the entanglements come, at a, as a Pastor Jason likes to say, with an invitation. Now, sometimes we get invited by God. We, we don't really know what those are either. But often we identify the, the devil's invitations easier. But then we take his invitation. I mean, this is why I said we got to be able to say, oh, that's the devil's invitation to crazy. And, and I go, wait a minute. Why was I thinking that about myself? You know, you're so ugly. That little thing that you got there, you sure need to deal with that. And you go, that's right, man. I, 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 I failed at this before. I, I'm, there's that spot there. It's bugged me my whole life, you know. I've got this funny little thing. Now, some of you know I've had a motorcycle accident years ago. I don't blame my husband. It's okay. <laughs> and, and I had all kinds of things. And, and scar I have about one little scar left. And it, when I was younger, it used to really bug me. And it's where a, a piece of gravel went in and buried itself. And so then the, it made a funny little thing there. It's a little bit of whatever. Where a piece of rock. I mean, my arm was, lots of it was not there. So that was all that was remaining. And he used to really bug me. And you know, it's like, cover that thing up. Cover that little voice. Cover that thing up. It's ugly. People will ask you about it. And you know what? Go ahead and ask me about it. I'll tell you how the Lord preserved my life, how the bone never got broken. Not only that, when they told me I'd be in a wheelchair at 35 and I had to have all kinds of things done to my back, that I, was, I had accelerated degenerative disc disease following that accident, that all these bad things that were going to happen to me, and I, you know, yeah. Come on, ask me about the little scar, and I'll tell you about the real story. Amen. <laughs> We've got to learn to hear what was the devil's words that we being given the opportunity to choke the life out. And I think it's time we got the choke weed out. Amen? Amen. And we need to say no to that choke weed. No, you're not going to strain me. You're not going to hold me down. I identify you, and you're not going to keep me from the purposes of God in my life and my friends and my family. Amen? Amen? Amen. 
you know, he always tries to play this card. You think, oh, well, that's just, you know, how he's doing now. But, you know, I want you to think about the story of Moses coming out of the, and going through the Red Sea and all that wonderful thing. Did he deliver him? Absolutely he did. But you know what Pharaoh said? You know, God, God told Moses, the people are going to listen to you and they're going to follow your instructions. He goes, yeah, that's pretty cool. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 3, see, the devil's a liar, and he uses people with reasonable words. And if you listen to the reasonable words, you'll get enwrapped, you get, you get tied up, it'll stop you from your purpose, you'll get focused on it. Exodus 14, 3 says, For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them up. Right now, the devil's got a lot to say. You'll never be normal again. I wasn't normal in the first place. And frankly, I really don't care what the world thinks. <laughs> I'm not using them to balance what is truth in my life. Amen. I wasn't using the world to balance what is truth in my life. When I feel solid, I don't go to unsaved people that are in my circle and say, what do you think about what I'm doing with church and what I'm preaching on this week? I don't do that. I don't check it out with the unsaved. I don't check out revelation with the world. I don't check out revelation with people who don't have the Holy Ghost. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And you think, oh, well, no, I don't do that either. But, you know, this doctor's report comes in. And you think, hmm. Well, doctor, what do you think that the end result of this could be? And pretty soon, you're wrapped up in the idea of sickness. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any other beast. And where did he hang out? The garden. Hmm? We're the garden of the Lord, the planting of the Lord. We're supposed to be trees of righteousness. Hmm? Right? And it's time we grew up. It's time the bark did its job. <laughs> We had a little bark in our life in the right way. No, that's a lie. No, that's a lie. We know that this whole statement right here, people heard what, what Pharaoh had to say. Oh, they're going to be tied up. They're going to be locked in the wilderness. We've also heard the devil come along and say, that's it. We're going to kill Jesus. We'll get everybody on our side. We're going to say, we want, uh, we want uh, Jesus to go to the cross. That's what we want. That's our goal. And we get him to the cross. That'll be the end of it. And I'll be in charge. Hmm? He's a loser. He's a loser. And he didn't win here either. And Pharaoh goes, well, you're going to have to have this pass and that pass and the other pass. I pass. Amen? I'm going to pass right over you. But the voice we've been listening to and getting entangled with is trying to whip us into a frenzy that causes strife and division to thrive in our midst. And we argue about the most ridiculous things I have ever heard in my life. 
I've, I'm, and I don't like the nurse Karen analogy, but I understand I've met a few, and they didn't like it very much. And you know what? I'm not saying I don't go into a store and put a mask on. I do. And, but I'm not getting life changed over it neither. I'm not coming under the mask. But I'm not there to create fear. I'm not there to create strife. I'm not going to participate in it. It's another web. And I'm not going to fall apart if I wear a mask. I don't like them personally. I don't have one on now. And, I'm, and, and while I have a few kind of pretty ones, uh, understand this life is more than a mask. And to fight over them, it's like the toothpaste gets squished the wrong way. <laughs> the newlyweds. Be graceful where toothpaste is concerned. <laughs> you know, when we grew up, we had, I, I shared this story a lot too long ago. <clears throat> we had the, the toothpaste, it was in a, it was metal, right? Or it was, it was kind of, you know. And my husband wouldn't roll it up to save like the three quarters of a cent, maybe even less, that would be in there at the bottom. Because if you, you know, there were metal, right? So not these plastic things. They have to, and if you rolled it up very, very carefully, you wouldn't get kinks in it. And you could get it all the way to the end. You get that minuscule part out right at the end because you were saving money. <laughs> the toothpaste, the whole tube cost 98 cents. But you were going to save whatever that was. It was in that tip. And bless the Lord, you cut it open to get it out. And squeeze it right <laughs> and we were newly married and it's like he just squeezed it and he didn't care I was like, <sighs> and I'm like I was like I had grown up rolling the toothpaste in my house it's just what was right put a mask on and don't freak out you'll be okay <laughs> remember the story of the toothpaste you'll live just say no to chokeweed, amen. <laughs> See how happy you are? Truth came and you're like, oh my word, how did I get in that? How did it circle me? I tell you what, the devil's not a god. I know every time I say that, there's, there's people and they might be watching online, no one here of course. And they go, he's not, he's not in the god class of being. We don't become angels, they're different too. We're not even talking apples and oranges. We're not talking the orchard here. <laughs> We're talking the, you know, this is a whole different thing. You know, you have horses, you got animals, you got fruit, we got people, we got angels. That's where he was created as an angel. You can read Isaiah chapter 14 talks about him falling. Bam! I saw Lucifer fall out like a star. Bam! Out he fell. Bam! Get out of heaven. Talks about it in Revelation chapter 12 as well. And he was so angry, he took a third of the stars with him, but only a third. There's two thirds more angels working for us. Amen. Don't worry about the one third that can't do anything. They're not creative. We're the ones who are creative. We're, God's creative. He can't do nothing. All he can do is work with the words of your mouth. He's looking for someone to be his soldier, he's looking for one to be his vocal, you know. Let's not sing his song anymore. Amen. Yeah, Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they're entangled in the land. 
when I say it's important for us as warriors of the kingdom of God, we don't want to get entangled. We don't want to be wrapped up. We don't want to get that stuff on us. And sometimes it's hard to get out. I'm not saying that, you know, you can just walk through. You have to actually deal with it. The scripture of casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, then you're going to have to have some knowledge of God. And you won't get that from your unsafe neighbor. Amen. You'll get that. Uh, how are you going to get the knowledge of God? You're going to hear those who went before you, those who you could trust, who've got something in them that can teach you. You're going to hear as you spend time in the presence of God. You're going to hear as you spend time in his word. Amen. That's, why we, that's how you're going to get to know God. Amen. And then as things grow and as you get to know it, you go, whoa, that can't be God. God's good. God's not the, the author of sickness. He's not using sickness to teach you a lesson. He's not using poverty to teach you a lesson. Oh, that's all right. You know, he burnt my tongue so I could, you know, uh, this morning. That was, God was trying to teach me, you know, listen to Doreen. <laughs> She's caught your back. Don't drink the water. Now, there's times when you might be somewhere and he says, don't drink the water, but that was not the case. Amen? <laughs> the wilderness has shut them in. There is no reason and there is no cause for the children of God to be in the wilderness ever again. Amen. Ever. We're not on that side of the cross. These people go, oh, I'm, gonna I'm going through the wilderness. Why? Where did you get that idea? Where did it come from? That didn't come from Jesus. Jesus didn't say, you got to go back and pay for what I did. I delivered you from that stuff. What are you doing in there? Why have you got trees all around you? <laughs> oh, there was this person I knew. Bless the Lord. <sighs> they were desperate. I'm going to go off. I just need to hear God. I, I get it, but I'll, I'll give you a bit in a minute why I think what happened there. So he goes off into the cabin and spends time fasting and praying and comes back very odd. Ideas that didn't line up in the word of God, sits down with a group of us. He's telling us all the things he heard in the bushes, and I think he just heard mosquitoes. Or is it crickets? That's what it is. It's crickets, right? They're both there, crickets. I, and I was stunned listening, had some vision, didn't line up with the word of God. And I, and I thought, well, didn't you take your Bible? No. He was just going to hear from God without it. Oh. Yes. All the red lights in the room should be going, burr, 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 you know. This is the wilderness has shut you in, brother. <laughs> God's not weird, and he's not full of bushes, and he's not hiding his words so you have to seek and find him like that. He is, and he wants you to know. He's not holding back. All right, when you pay the price, we'll give you a little bit of a secret. We'll give you a little nudge. All right, you did well. Here, you'll have a little nugget here. It doesn't, that, that's not good. And you see, as you get to know God, and you know what's good, then you go, that's not good. That's weird. 
Somebody's just not bad, it's just weird. You know, sometimes I'm strange, but I'm not weird. Well, hopefully. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> but we want to get to the place where we go, oh my goodness, why did I think that that was okay? And you see, it's got so much a part of our life, it's so much a part of our thinking about the devil being strong. He's not strong. He's not. He's not like, oh, it's a last-minute rescue mission. No, 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 no. We're not re being rescued from the enemy. It's not like that. And we've got to come out of that survival mentality. We're just going to get through and then just wait because another trouble is going to meet us next week. Just wait till Monday, Pastor. You know you, you know, you know, you stir it up. You talk about freedom. You talk about people getting healed. They shared a testimony. Just wait. Those people shared a testimony. They'll just wait till Monday. They'll get up. The devil will be on their back. We got to stop that. Be saying that over people. What, what, what made you think that? Because somebody else said it and it seemed to be true. Wilderness words. Yeah, without Jesus' words. But they've crept in. They've come in like that creeping plant. We weren't looking at the ground. We were focused on the flower. We were hope grow. We've got to keep tending the foundation. Yeah. Our foundations are important. And when we got this idea at the bottom that somehow Satan is the ying to Jesus yang. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to be kind and it's not working. <laughs> it is not an equal scale. I know he'd like to be. I know he tries to be and he wants to be the antichrist. But he's never going to even, even like we look at him and say, well, that must have power. Well, the antichrist is coming. He's never going to have the power Jesus has. Never. Amen. Never. He's a defeated foe already, and he can say a lot of stuff, but his pronouncements is an announcement for us that he's just lost the battle. Amen? Amen? Did you hear me? His announcement is a pronouncement that he just lost the battle. We hear it, we go, ha, 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 ha. Thanks for playing your cards. We knew you were a loser. We knew there was no way out for you. Thank you for letting me know this is what you had planned in my life because you're going down. Here's a subtle way it comes. Well, you know, in my family, we've got da-da-da disease. Really? Preparing yourself? Just asking. Chokeweed. <laughs> you know, recently, uh, you know, going through the thing they like to do when you get a little older, the doctor wants to go through all kind of tests and blah, 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 blah. And they want to know your family history. I thought, <laughs> I paused, <laughs> and I thought, she probably doesn't want me to answer that way. Jesus, help me. <laughs> uh, my DNA is different. <laughs> I know what she's asking me, but I did not want to answer those questions because it doesn't matter what my father went through. It doesn't matter what my grandfather went through. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what went on before. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be your story. Absolutely. Don't claim it. Don't lay hands on it. Don't get in the wilderness and don't let it choke your life. These are the things of this world. 
And just because a scientist saw that it repeated itself in some generations doesn't mean we have to accept it. It's an announcement of what the devil would like to do, perhaps now or in your future. But you don't have to pay attention in that way. You can say, thank you. You have played your card, and you're a joker loser. Thank you. We're going to take that right to the throne. We're going to put it at the cross where it belongs and leave it there. We're not going to pick it up. We're not going to examine it. We're not going to look at it. We're not going to go over and over and over it because it's not going to do any good. Well, you know they did this. You know they did this. You know they did this. Yeah. I can, I can look at my family line and see some things. But what about my new family line? What about the blood of Jesus? Do I know what it says about me? Do I know that more than what happened with my grandparents? Mm. You see, when we talk about knowing God, God didn't want us to, he said, you know, maybe it was a warning sign. I can tell you that one of them had some blood pressure issues and they were severely round and fluffy. <laughs> and so, you know, the Lord said, Perhaps you shouldn't be so fluffy. <laughs> and he's helped me. He must increase, I must decrease. And I've stood on that word, and I am not the same woman I was. And I'm grateful. But that's because I wanted to honor the word of God, not because I was afraid. He has given me a body. I want to look after it. God, how can I care for what you've given me? I want to honor what you've given me because I have this other purpose. Last week, I, I just after Pastor Jason had preached, I finished the, just the service and I said, this word came that the plan of God precedes provision. And the provision that God has given us to a protection, we've heard about protection, financial provision, healing this morning. See, when we're having our purpose, the plan of God so solid, that's our foundation. And then we know it's going to work when our foundation's right. And it's going to happen, and it's going to unfold. And it's going to be fun. You know, I realize this. Many people have a hard time stepping over into it because they get themselves all tied in a knot. When I was growing up, my, my British, you know, influencing, oh, you got your knickers in a twist. You got your knickers in a knot. <laughs> your knickers is in a knot. What's going on, you know? And I... For those of you who understand, that meant <laughs> uh, we could call it ephod, would that be, <laughs> you know, knickers. And, and, and that would be because what they saw in manifestation is us going, why are your knickers in a knot? Well, it was typically because I was doing something I was not supposed to do, or I wasn't doing something. But typically because I was doing something I was not supposed to do. So if your knickers are in a twist, maybe you stop. Amen. <laughs> in Luke chapter 5, some wonderful stories that we go focus forward. We understand the devil's crazy. Everybody knows the devil's crazy. We're free, and we're going to come out of the knots. We're going to get that chokeweed off our feet. I always noticed that it started at the ground level. And when we as believers walk, we're, we're shod with the gospel shoes of peace. Isn't it interesting that the first thing that happens if you ever are attacked with something that, that you feel like you can't share the gospel with anybody? Knots at the bottom. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 5. I like this. I just got excited. And I like to share the word because this is where we're going and this is what we like. It came to pass, Luke 5, 1, that as the people pressed upon him, Jesus, to hear the word of God. Thank you. just don't circle that. We are coming to a time when if we will keep this purpose of the word being first, that a word is good, that it's solid and it kept us. I mean, I, we've been through some tangles, right? We've, we've all been there. We're coming untangled. Those things are falling off. And we look back at the ground and we get anchored in the word. And things like with Pastor Neil and he said, the influence in the office. I had another lady we've been ministering to on the phone, and she, her testimony was, now, she's, she's got a wonderful testimony, and, and, uh, and she says she, she goes by uh, Handy Dart often, but she was born without hip joints, and God has blessed her abundantly in her life. But she, the, the people who drive the Handy Dart to get her here and there said, we, we, we see your name come up, and we fight over who wants to take you in the vehicle. Presence. Presence. The word of God is in her. And we want to come to the place where the words of the world are so far away. And the word of God is alive and so present that people go, get out of the way. I'm getting to church. They've got the word there. Oh, it's good. It's solid. It doesn't matter which kind of vessel it comes out of. It didn't matter whether the young ones or the old ones. It didn't matter. The word of God was so good in that midst, in that family. I've got to get to that family. I've got to get to that house. And they begin to press because they heard the word was there in strength. I, got, I get excited in one line. They pressed upon him to hear the word of God. They pressed upon him. We want to be that kind of people. There's no reason for it not to be. There's no reason. Do people want to be around you? I could say that some people want to and some people don't. And that's honest. <laughs> there are some people going, can't you turn that thing off? Well, it doesn't have an off switch. And go up to heaven, can we just flick it off for five minutes? Because these people are really uncomfortable. Come on. That's just silly. You know, <laughs> because I was, uh, as a, I'm a woman. Every now and then I remember that. I don't wake up and go, I'm feeling a woman today. Look, <laughs> I feel like a woman. I don't. Some people say, oh, you know, what does it feel like to be a woman preacher? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it feels like to be a man preacher. So, you know, it's all good. I don't. You know, I, I believe God for the word of God. Let it come forth and let it be alive and let it be the, filled with the presence of God and his anointing and all those things. That's my concern. Amen. <laughs> what does it feel like to be a woman? I don't know. <laughs> People ask me strange things. <laughs> I don't know what that was, <laughs> but it's no longer with us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It was another web that is long gone. Sometimes they come down. <laughs> Amen. We get to the place where the word of God is strong with us. And it's good. And it's solid. That's what's important. Not the vessel that it comes out of. Sometimes it's not always pleasing. 
I didn't really like that one, and I didn't like how it was said, but sure ministered to me. Sure ministered to me. And I'm grateful for those who make the way to do that. It's easy to get offended. You know, it's usually because it touches the touch-me-not spot in your life. And so you blame someone else for why you feel uncomfortable, and then you get offended for it, because they should have done it the way I like it. But we're not those people. Amen? So they pressed upon him to hear the word of God as he stood by the lake of Genesaree. And he saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships. Can we just come to the place where we're washed? Well, I got born again. Good. That's good. Has the word been allowed to be the washer in your life? You've been washed with the word of God. I don't know about you, but I need it more than once when I got saved. Been saved for a while now, so I can honestly say, tell you, Trace, stay up. I, I, you know, the world tries to get in and sneak in and say stuff, and I need to be washed. I need, sometimes I feel like I need to put earplugs in. I have in some of the stores where they have like the weird spooky message going on. We're all in this together. And so I don't care for that message, so I put earplugs in. There are lots of ways that we can deal with what's out there, you know. So let's be washed with the power of the word of God. Let's let it work. Let's let it do its job. It's a good thing. And it's fun. So he saw them, and he says, he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from land. And as he sat down, he taught the people out of the ship. There's a place where you see God wants to come in in a close way with us. But because of things, he has to, you know, he's, he's coming into a place really where the people on the shore could see him. And there's a wonderful thing about water. Have been, anybody ever been to um, Niagara Falls? It is loud. And when we were standing there looking at it before we went on, we went, I went on that Maid of the Mist thing, we are standing beside each other, yelling at each other, because we can't hear it. Now, somebody 10 feet away could hear our whole conversation. We could hardly hear each other standing close. But the people 10 feet away could hear every word we said. The water picks up the sound. So when he pulled himself out from shore, they go, well, why isn't he with the people? He kind of was. He didn't have microphones. Mind you, I believe that there is a way the Holy Ghost can make your voice go out. But what wisdom? Here he's in the water. The water wouldn't natu- be a natural volume increaser of his word. And I just like the fact that it's water and the, you know, the washing of the water of the word. I just like the whole thing. But that, that's just a little bit, that's just a little factoid. Just enjoy it. Now, when he'd left speaking, he says to Simon, launch out in the deep and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answers says, master, we're going to speak the obvious here. You know, we were washing them, nets. You must have seen them. I'm inserting extra bits here. But he would know, right? He was there. He didn't just like show up after. He saw them washing the nets. Obviously, if there had been a large cast, it would have been sitting there. The fish would have been there. So he would know there was nothing. And, and he says, you know, he says, we told all night took nothing. Nevertheless, and I love this, at your word, I will let down the net. It's the word of God that will keep us pure from the entanglement of this world. 
And it's easy to get messed up if we allow the other voices that are out there to tell us what to believe about the word. It can be very, very subtle. There's an individual, and, and I, I've met this person. They are very knowledgeable, have read the Bible a lot, got degrees by their name, and claims not to be born again. Has his own kind of take on spiritual stuff. And because of the message that he's carrying, other Christians have begun to turn to him and, and say, well, you know, our church does so-and-so. Well, I wouldn't do that. Oh, and our church does this and that. Well, I think they're good. Well, you know, I'd line it up this way. And he has become this major voice for how some people do church. And I thought to myself, what? You know, I, why? Why, was, why are they trusting an outside voice? Is it because they don't know his voice? Is it because it's been too long from the true presence? I think so. I think that the things of this world, somewhere they got angry. Somewhere their heart got broken. Somewhere trust was crushed. And they don't know how to trust those in the church anymore. And that's a sad day. I want to tell you it's not everybody. We are really good at dispensing negative stories. Something goes wrong somewhere with one person, and we don't even need a cell phone to get that thing out. We don't need social media. Everybody knows. Everybody knows who fell and how, but they don't know the whole story. They never do. You know, I don't know Justin Trudeau. I don't know him. I've never met him. I, and even if I'd met him, I couldn't say I know him. I see some actions, but I don't really know the whole story. I know the Bible says to pray for our leaders. That doesn't make I like him or dislike him. I'm just telling you I don't know him. I know that every fault he makes is publicized. I know it's easy to judge him. That's not my business. But it's easy to get wrapped up in what the world says so that when it comes time to be that prayer warrior, to be that warrior for the things of the kingdom, it's really hard to get by what the social media has said in order to pray with him the way the Holy Ghost would have us pray. It's hard to see. It's hard to hear. Why do we need, we need to be like Peter said, I don't get it. Don't you see all the circumstances? Don't you see the hurt? Don't you see the pain? Don't you see how many times I've been disappointed? Don't you see you prayed for people to be free? Don't you see you talk about freedom all the time and yet I feel bound? But at your word, at your word, we have to come untangled. We have to let those things that have choked us come free and let the choke weed come off so we can hear, so we can really know the things that have been perhaps held back. 
I know this. If I take a seed of offense in my life, it's very difficult to love. And faith works by love. And if I go down the line and I say, whoa, I took that offense here. Whoa, I got angry there. And the weed begins to grow. And it begins to wrap around my feet. And I think, I can't share my faith. I'm too angry. I don't know what I'd say if I met some of our governors or our leaders today. How could I sit with them? How can I bring the word of the Lord? How could I even hear it? Because sure enough, if it ties up my feet, it won't be long before my ears are full of wax. And they'll be full of the wax of my wants, full of the wax of the way I would do it, full of the wax of the things of this world. And I won't be able to hear. And it won't be long after that I won't be able to see. No man that wars entangles himself in the affairs of this life. No one said to me, it would be trouble free, but I have another message for you. I'm not living by troubles anymore. I'm not going to go from the trouble hopping fence. Here we go from, you know, like a picket fence. It's got, you know, those nice straight lines. You feel like you live for a little while, and then it's got a post. And you feel like, oh, post, oh, post, trouble, oh, oh. I'm not living a picket life, picket fence life. Not going from point to point of trouble. I'm not going to apologize that we live well. I'm not going to apologize when they say, well, you know, you can't really say that. You can't really live uh, and talk this great, wonderful Christian life. You better tell them the truth. You better tell them as soon as they give their life to Jesus Christ, everything's going to fall apart. That's not the word of God. And that is the biggest wrap around our feet I've ever heard. Here, get ready to have the worst life you've ever had. Meet Jesus. Right? Haven't you and I just had about enough of that lie? Mm-hmm. Get our feet out of it. It's the best life I ever had. And, and that didn't stop problems from coming. But when it comes a knock and I don't answer the door, you know. I got Jesus. He'll take it. Somebody else. We're standing in the way, and trouble doesn't have to come nigh my dwelling place. We heard about it. We all memorized Psalm 91, and yet when trouble showed up, we thought, oh, yeah, it's here for a visit. Not, oh, no, it's manifesting. Oh, no, it's making a habitation in my life. We got used to trouble. We know how it works. We know how it operates. We're expecting it. We expect trouble every day. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's October. It turns October 1, and everybody goes, oh, it's October. We've got an expectation of trouble every day. I can hardly wait till November 1st and the thing will lift. I only know because I used to have that problem. Aren't you glad pastors delivered? Amen. Don't live a picket fence life. I'm not going to pop from trouble to trouble. I'm not going to apologize because we live well. No, don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. Pastor, don't tell them that. I'll tell them that, that life will be well. Because what happens if trouble comes knocking at the door? They're not going to answer. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're they're going to slam it. And so, no. Whoa. They're going to look through the little eyeball on the door. <laughs> no, you're not coming in here. Bam. You know. In that time we did that. Just because trouble comes knocking doesn't mean you have to answer. I learned that about my phone a long time ago. Just because it rings doesn't mean you have to answer. It's a tool, not a weapon. Amen.
few of us could learn that a bit more, right? Well, praise the Lord, I was going somewhere. <laughs> Don't answer the door when the enemy knocks. He's crazy anyway. He's just a fallen angel. That's all. He's got nothing. He twists stuff, tries to make it true, tries to get you to buy in. And then, you know, he didn't come with little bows. I like bows. He doesn't do that. He just wraps stuff around while you're busy. Don't let him wrap up your feet. Don't let him put wax in your ears. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Jesus paid a very high price, and I never had to pay it again, and neither do you. You don't have to go back. Well, Jesus, we're going to have to work this one. You better go to the cross one more time. Doesn't work that way. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. Nevertheless, when he speaks. And you see, that way, if a doctor comes and knock in with an evil report, you don't have to let it in. I understand that when he comes knocking, and you read the report or hear it, that you may have to do some casting down. But do it. Do it. Do it. No, you're not talking to me. No, I don't receive that. No, you're not welcome. Don't put out the welcome mat and try to understand it. Don't look it up on Google and find out everything that's wrong. They said this might happen, and you look up all the symptoms, and pretty soon, what are you filled with? Doubt. Absolutely. Fear, doubt. Absolutely. And there you go, and your feet are not just wrapped up. It went all the way up your body. I just knew it'd kill me. Heartbreaking words. Heartbreaking words. Heartbreaking words. We don't have to. We are victorious. He won. The hardness that we have to endure is sometimes each other. (laughs) I say that lovingly, but it's truth. It's truth. And if we can stay in love, we'll stay in faith. We won't let those little things come in and poke us. We're going to live free of the webs. We'll live free. Just remember, that crazy guy got tossed out, and you don't have to listen anymore. When he talks freedom, it's not for a day. It's not even for a moment. His freedom is a lifetime. I started my heavenly living now. My eternal life started the day I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. As it is in heaven, let it be on the earth. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. One of the things that has bothered me is that for many years, we as a church were able to reach out if someone was in hospital and go lay hands on them. Bothered me that we have not been permitted to do that. I have had many... I have repeated these words many times within the provincial health officer and, and spoken up and said, this is the reason why many of our health workers are strained because they're in an area they are not anointed to be, that we as ministers of the gospel have the anointing 
even when someone passes, to be there at their side. And that's something that God gives us the ability to do. And yet people who are not anointed are in that place and they're having real struggles with their mental health because they, they're not anointed to do that. But God gives us a grace when someone goes from here to their heavenly reward to be able to stand with them. And some do go home. And we should be able to be there. And to deny every person of that right is not correct. And so because that had, I, I've been very vocal about that. And, and, it, and it bothered me. And as I was praying, I remembered that we do know some people. And sometimes family can go in there and see them because things have loosened up a little bit. And so uh, one of the things we've done several times before is, is that we have prayer cloths, and at times we've done that. And I'm just going to keep wearing them every week uh, when the anointing is present for ministry. I'm going to keep carrying them. And then when someone needs a prayer cloth, they can take them, and we're going in anyway. Amen. We're going past the lines of what, because we know this. We also know that we speak the word, our servants will be healed. And, and we know that, but sometimes that person just needs that personal place. Do you know, there was a little girl. She was only six years old, and she had a brain tumor, and, and her family had called for prayer. And we put together a, a cloth. I went into my uh, sewing kit, and I found a purple thing, and I made her a purple scrunchie. And our, our people gathered together, and we laid hands on that scrunchie. And then I went to meet with the family, and she was in children's and not, not doing well. I didn't know how bad she was, and sometimes I'm ungrateful. I, I don't need the details. God can handle the details. Amen. And so we took that, that purple hair scrunchie, and, and we were sitting in the cafeteria, and she, we were talking because I like to talk with the family first, especially when there's a child involved, and help them come to a place of faith. And, and as we, so the father, she goes, oh, it's so, this is her favorite color. God's gift. Put the little scrunchie on her hair. And, and we were just chatting, and I'm sharing the word with them. And she sits up. She looked pretty sleepy, but I did not know her state in fullness. They didn't give me the full medical report, but I'm not a physician. I'm under the physician's hat, though. She sits up, and she says, Daddy, can I have pizza? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. She goes, and she, we keep talking. I think, oh, she's just come too, you know. She sits there and eats pizza, and they're like, they're starting to cry. And she kept it down. It was the first thing she'd eaten in two weeks. That tumor, when they went and checked it the next time, we went up to her room, prayed for her, laid hands on her after, went down to the size of a piece of rice, and then that was done. You know? God's good. Sometimes. My brother had lung cancer. And our family here prayed for him, and he, he wasn't even walking with the Lord. But there was a person and, who went into his office, and he's from Ghana, and he said, I have to ask you a question. He says, this guy comes in my office. He's from Ghana. You should meet him. He came, and he gave me this cloth. He said, put it in my pillow. And then he prayed over me. I think it was in his own language. <laughs> Do 
And when we'd been praying, it was like we just prayed that that thing would just come out like a marble, just come right out. And so I, and he says, I'm so afraid. So when he was there, I was there when he woke up, and the doctor comes in. She says, you know, we, they thought they were going to have to remove a major part of his lung. She says, we opened him up, he popped out just like a marble. He's never had chemo, he's never had radiation, and he's never had a return of it. It's been several years. A cloth. A cloth. Seems small. But we know this. It's not really about the weaving of this cloth. It's just like with water baptism, some of the things we do. It's not, it's not about you getting all wet. It's not about that. It's about nevertheless at your word. At your word. That's what activates. And so today, as I pray for you, that the, we- the webs of this world would come off, that you wouldn't be clouded anymore, so that when he speaks his word, that pure thing rises in you. And that people come to you pressing for the word of life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit residing in us. We thank you that your will is being made in a very easy way to understand that you're working that thing in us, drawing us close, that your presence is becoming more real than it's ever been before, that you work that good thing in us. Father, I thank you for clarity, for the places where lies have tried to take hold and pull people down and keep them bound. We thank you this day that they're being washed with the word that your word is coming to them in a different strength than it has before with that mighty dissolving power that it has to wash us and make us clean. We thank you for it. Some of you feel so stuck. But it's falling off. It's falling off. There's nothing that you've done that God hasn't forgiven you for. If you will look up and see that it's just always been there and all you needed to do was take even a small step, the rest just falls off. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, now for a revealing of your word in your people. For the healings that have been somehow felt held back, delayed, and the disappointment that's come with that delay. I thank you, Father, that that, it's just washing. Oh, it's just washing from you. It's just washing you. There's a cleanness, Sikiche. Oh, there's a cleanness in his word. Some of you say, oh, it's been so long since I felt so clean. Just let him know. I thank you for your, the cleansing of your word. 
We thank you, Lord. Oh, your word is so good. It's so good. The power to clean. The power to remove. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that as you've been washing us today, that ears are coming clean. Ears are coming clean and eyes coming open. Yes, yes, Lord. There are many here today who've said, you know, I, I understand that word about generational sicknesses. And God, I want to, I want to step forward. I just don't know how to let go. I don't, I'm a bit stuck there. I see the reality of what's happened in my family lines. And and it's okay to tell them, you know what, Jesus, I am a bit afraid. I'm a bit afraid it'll happen to me. It's okay to tell God you're afraid. He's the one to tell. He's the one that you say, you know what, Jesus, I am a little bit nervous about this. I'm a bit nervous about what happened to to my family. God, I'm not even just nervous. I'm anxious, Lord. I'm going to be straight with you today. Be straight with him today. He can handle you. He can handle what's going on in your heart. He already knew. It's okay to tell him. It's okay to say, I'm afraid. It's okay. Hallelujah. Because he heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted and sets the captives free. Oh, he heals the brokenhearted by what's gone past. The disappointments that seem to last. He's bigger. He's stronger. Hallelujah. Oh, he's bigger. Thank him for being bigger than your problems today. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship our King. Let's worship the King. Thank you. You heal the pains in the people's bodies today. Some of you are in a lot of pain today. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the Smith family. We thank you, Lord, your healing 
Deborah Smith's body today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there's healing going out for that household, that she's going to be able to rise out of that chair and walk again without pain. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those people today who have been delivered of arthritis. Oh, it's been in families for generations. And today, Father, I thank you. I thank you. You're bringing deliverance and healing where there's been constant joint pain. Father, I thank you. Swellings are going down as we pray today. That people are being healed in their bodies. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for those who heard the testimony of diabetes. You say, God, I want that for my life. I've been afraid, Lord. Diabetes has been in my household. But today, oh, Lord, I heard. I heard how you healed a pancreas and, and how, how that, that sugar number changed. And God, I, I received that today in my body. You can just receive that right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for it. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you. You're my healer. You're my healer. You're my healer. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. Limitations are coming off. Limitations of how far you thought God could heal you. I'll always be stuck with. And you filled it in. I just have to live with. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. You're healing the place in the minds right now. Right now. That place where they, that it had that stop sign. That this far, I can't go further. I thank you. Stop signs are coming out. Stop signs are coming out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you that the gates are opening up for full and total healings. Full manifestations, and not just in a visiting way, but in a habitation way. Because when you're whole, you're whole. And I thank you for it. I thank you for wholeness today. I thank you your people are receiving their wholeness. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, just give him praise. Hallelujah. There's a couple of you, you've got friends who are very ill right now. Some in families, someone's in a family. And God, I thank you that the words that physicians have spoken over your friend and family, that you're able to push those things aside from your ears and hear the word of the Lord and speak it with that comfort, confidence, and knowing that God, what he puts in your heart is the word is the word and your net will be full of his promise hallelujah hallelujah my cheap some of you may have to fight a little bit for that but push it out i'm not taking that anymore i'm not having that thought in my mind i push you out my friends going to be whole my family members going to be whole and not just having to live with stuff we push you back devil you're not having my family devil you're not having my friends Get out, take your stuff with you. We're not buying in anymore. And we thank you for letting us know what you plan so we can put your plans to naught. Hallelujah. We call every seed that you've sown in earth and in the ground and doing nothing. 
Hallelujah. And we thank you for freedom, for freedom. Hallelujah. This is not something I often pray for, but occasionally this comes up in my spirit. And I want you to grab hold, and primarily it's because of these things we've been praying this morning. It's so entangled with the world's words. But it's so in my heart. Holy Spirit wants you to know that every uh, like disability kind of thing that happens in, in how people understand AD, all those letter things, ADDSG, all those things, that it's no different than, than a broken arm. No different. Jesus, I thank you. You heal the minds. It doesn't matter whether their children are older. That you heal the place in their bodies, in their minds, or wherever it's affecting. God, I thank you. You're the healer of everything. You took the price for every disease. Everything that would affect or inflict anybody. And we stand against you. You liar. You can't have our children. You can't have them. They will understand. And they will understand easily. And every disability is an ability in Jesus' name. And not the way the world says, but by what your word says. They are whole. They understand. They speak. Some have been limited in their speech. Some of them have, have had trouble making words. And we thank you today. We thank you today that the word is coming alive in your family. The people who are standing here today with relatives, friends, uh, family members that are dealing with these things. We thank you, God, that a place of understanding of God's healing power comes alive in you for your family. It comes alive in you that you can believe in Jesus, that he will heal your family member and your friend. That this is not outside of that healing power of Jesus Christ. That faith would rise in you. That this is just another one of those things. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. And every lie that's tried to hold people down and say, well, we're just going to have to live with that. We'll make a way around it. No. No, no, no. The child speaks. He learns. She understands. All those things. That's the word that rises up. That's the word you hold on to. That's the word you believe. Jesus healed that amongst all those other things. Hallelujah. Oh, give him thanks. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you when they go home today. They're going to get that fresh revelation of your greatness. Of your great abilities. To go beyond what this world has said about you. About people. And about what's about to take place. That you give us the way. That you show us. You teach us. And you share with us your heart. Because you call us friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 
or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.